everyone. Welcome back inside Central Health Training Center for another episode of Broncos Now. As always, I'm your host, Sydney Jones. And coming up on today's episode, we'll hear from head coach Sean Payne and a couple of players as they take a look back at Sunday's win. Plus, Broncos lead writer Eric Delala joins the show for a game recap. All that and more coming up. The Denver Broncos have now won five straight after their 29-12 victory over the Cleveland Browns on Sunday. They're also tied for the longest active winning streak in the league. And today we heard from head coach Sean Payton as he talked about the team's win streak and how they've turned the season around after starting 1-5. and five. I think at 1-5, and five, it's not, well, we can get to 6-5. and five. It, it, it's, it's getting the second win and then maybe drawing some examples of you know what we have to do to begin to so I don't think you're looking that far ahead, and I don't think any one of us looked with the idea that, hey, we're going to win the next five. It, it, that's not – it's it's about winning that week, that next game, that next unit, um, which I think was Green Bay, and then then the next one, and then pretty soon, you know. So I I, I think, you know, it, it was just you – know, you're, you're relying on your leadership and – you know, guys rolling up their sleeves and getting ready to go to work. That's the only way to that that I know how to I dig out, you know. And so I, I think uh, you credit credit the team for doing that. Running back Javante Williams also spoke on that and credited part of the team's success to the offensive line's play. Yeah, um, I feel like those guys have done a good job up front. Um, I feel like that's really one of the reasons we're on the winning streak, just them being able to play together and communicate. And um, I feel like, yeah, they did a good job. Garrett Bowles, shout out to him. Uh, he did a good job with Miles Garrett yesterday, and I feel like everybody played well up front. Coach Payton also went on to talk about the defense's performance, how that unit's really turned things around this season, and also talked about the amount of takeaways they've gotten in the past few games. There's a turnaround, certainly, and a change, and, and then, you know, we're going to be able to reference Miami in a bunch of different ways for the rest of our lives, it seems like, relative to, well, you did this twice as good as But to your point, though, I I think the first thing I would say, statistically speaking, you know, when we were at one in five and then post one in five, um, we've protected the ball better, taken it, taken it away better. We've defended the run better um, defensively. And I think we're playing a, a, a better complementary brand of football. We're, we're playing extremely well in the kicking game. You know, we look for those opportunities. Both our punt and kick return units are first in the NFL. Um, and so you start chipping away and you look at a game like yesterday and you say, all right, you're going to win the rushing battle, third down battle, red zone battle, and you're going to win the, the turnover battle. See, two weeks ago at Minnesota, we didn't win those others. And we only win that game because we won the turnover battle. Where yesterday, um, you know, we, we did those some of those other things that I alluded to in the in the post game conference. So um, I, I would say back to your question relative to the difference from that early part of the season start to where we're at now. Um, you know, I think is is a defending the run and then ball. You know, the the turnover ratio is dramatically different. It's I would guess it's first in the league since that one and five start. Plus, outside linebacker Nick Bonito also spoke to the media today and talked about how takeaways have been a main focus at practice. Credit goes to BJ. I mean, every Thursday, um, every Thursday we always have a takeaway circuit to begin uh, like individual periods. So we'll go through that, and then just with every team period throughout the week, 
coaches always make a big emphasis on, you know, whether it's stripping the ball or when the ball's in the air, making sure we're making the play or even little things when it may be an incomplete pass or a batted ball, just making sure that we pick up every ball that's on the floor. I mean, that's a big credit to, you know, Coach BJ and what he's doing. He also went on to detail the defense's attitude and mindset as of lately. So I feel like it's just the love that we all have for each other. I mean, just everybody's willing to play for one another. You know, we've had so much hardship throughout the beginning of the year, and I feel like all that stuff has just made us closer and, and brought us closer not only as a defense but as a team. So, I mean, that type of stuff, it, it brings guys together, and you can tell that we're all just playing for each other out there. We're all wanting us to make big plays, and, you know, whenever we do, we're ready to celebrate. And as we look ahead to the rest of the season and the playoff picture, head coach Sean Payton talked about how this team is really buying into the one-game-at-a-time mentality. I think it's so important to just immerse yourself on the things you can control and, and, and the things you can't control, then man, let's not waste any battery life on those things, you know? And, and so, um, you know, we got first of a handful of road games coming up. Uh, we're playing in Houston. The game's been moved up. So it's 12 noon start time. You know, we're going to be practicing, and around about that time during the whole week, you know, we practice at 12 noon. Um, and, and in other words, um, here's the forecast. You know, we got an indoor environment. Here's the surface. Um, I'll put the Houston logo heads on the field. We're playing on the road, a team that's young, talented. Um, they came off a tough loss this past weekend. Um, and here are the facts about who we're playing. And then, all right, what do we have to do? Um, to, to play well in this game and then kind of go from there. But um, I, to your questions and a handful of you have asked, I, I've not like put, for instance, the AFC chart on a PowerPoint and said, all right, here's where it's at. Here's what we need. I just haven't done that um, because I don't know that that helps. And I don't know that um, it, it's nothing that I don't think any of these players don't already know. You know, these games are important. You know, when you when you dig yourself in a hole at the start of the season, then there's a little less wiggle room, you know, down the stretch. Now joining me here inside the Broncos podcast studio for a game recap is Broncos lead writer Eric Talala. Eric, thanks for joining me today on this Victory Monday. Yes, and another one. I know, five straight. I mean, a winning record now, Eric. I can't even believe it. <laughs> it is hard to believe. You know, yeah. a month ago, six weeks ago, if you'd said uh, we'd be sitting here, I would not have believed you probably, it's but uh, it's been exciting to see they've they've found a way to keep momentum going, and it's it's hard in this league to win week after week and yeah. to not have a letdown game, not have a game where um, you're not just a little bit off. And um, the Broncos haven't been perfect during this stretch. There's been mm -hmm. some games they've had to grind out, but they've played well. They found a way to keep it going. And you look back, they've beaten some good teams: Kansas they City, really Buffalo. Just went toe to toe with the Eagles. Minnesota, obviously a good team, and, right. and Cleveland. They'd been pushing people around seven and three best defense, best defense in, the, in the league. Exactly. Yeah. yeah best defense in, in decades by some statistics and right. Denver took it to him. Yeah. There's a lot of positives to come out of this game, Eric. And I know head coach Sean Payan, he was pleased with Sunday's performance. You know, he talked about how he was pleased with the team's physicality. I mean, their ability to run the ball, red zone efficiency. I mean, it was nice to hear him talk about all that stuff on Sunday after the game. Yeah. You know, again, I, I think this team kind of escaped a couple games this season. You think right. of a Minnesota game where they were outgained and um, third down numbers weren't good and red zone right. efficiency and all that, and, and they still were able to win because of turnovers. Mm -hmm. But this was closer to a complete performance, and it still wasn't perfect. And 
Um, it still was a, a really good defense, yeah. and um, you know they found some success on the ground. But by and large, this was probably one of the more complete, if not the most complete, win of the season for the Broncos. I mean, if you put it right there with the Chiefs win um, several right. weeks ago, but you know this was. Again, they were better in the red zone, three of five, and really kind of that last one, the Broncos were just trying to run a little bit of clock. Right. Um, three touchdowns on their first four red zone possessions against mm -hmm. a defense that was only allowing two red zone possessions per game right. coming into that. Uh, the defense held the Browns to field goals on their first two red zone attempts, forced three more turnovers, ran the ball for a season high, 169 yards on the yeah. ground, only let Russell Wilson get sacked one time. I think Miles Garrett had one quarterback pressure. Um, shout out to Garrett Bowles for that performance. Mm -hmm. uh, no mistakes in the special teams game. I mean, it just it was a it was a strong performance, and they continue to to find ways to overcome adversity. You see a stretch there where the the Browns cut it to fourteen to twelve, and if not for an Amari Cooper drop, it's fourteen fourteen, and that's a big moment of the game. If the Broncos go three and out there, you're probably in a little bit of trouble. Um, and again, this is a Browns defense that forces three and outs at a higher rate than any team since they started tracking that in 2000. Mm -hmm. Instead, the Broncos marched down the field. Samaj P. Ryan has a big run. Right. Um, I don't know if it was on angry runs on good morning football, but it probably deserved <laughs> to be. Yeah, exactly. And uh, they just get a field goal, but they take a bunch of time off the clock. They push it back to where Cleveland needs a, uh, a touchdown. And then, you know, another time where they responded was after the Baron Browning penalty, they find a way to get off the field. And so you see this team keep responding. They don't beat themselves, right. and they end up with a huge win. Mm -hmm. Eric, going off of the, the run game there, I know Russell Wilson, he rushed for 11 times for 34 yards, and that's the most carries that he's had as a Bronco, uh, too. So can you just talk about his performance overall and what you thought? Yeah, I mean, he's not going to jump off the page statistically, right? right. Just 100-something yards. Um, didn't throw, I believe, throw it 22 times. Mm -hmm. um, passer rating over 90. So... That was that was good, and he made some plays that that won't show up on the stat sheet in yeah. terms of the opening deep throw to Cortland Sutton where mm -hmm. there's a pass interference, another 30-plus yard completion that gets called back because of offensive pass interference that yeah. um, Sean Payton after the game just said, oh, I'm going to count that one. Didn't, didn't want to <laughs> criticize the officials, but said in his head he'll count that one. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but, yeah, Russ made some good plays in terms of his legs. Certainly the second touchdown drive, that was – uh, spurred by a, a read option play there where Russ gets to the outside, then he gets in the end zone later on the drive. Again and again, he made plays where he's avoiding pressure, either finding positive yardage. Even on the play where he lost the fumble, said it's it's third and long, um, might have even been fourth down there, and, and he uh, finds a way to get a first down. And, yeah, I think it was fourth and two, right? And, and he gets a first down and, um, you know, Jeremiah Wosu Cormo makes a great play and, mm -hmm. and forces a fumble, but otherwise we're talking about that as another big play right. for Russell Wilson. And so, um, you know, whether it's that, whether it's throwing on the run, like his throw to Adam Troutman, yeah. he's making big plays. It was from a QBR standpoint, ESPN's rating, mm -hmm. the third best performance by a quarterback this week, yeah. the best of Russ's career here in Denver. Mm -hmm. um, and you're doing all that against a really good defense that um, it was missing a couple of pieces, right. to be fair, in Denzel Ward mm -hmm. and Anthony Walker. But mm -hmm. um, JOK is really good. Miles Garrett, obviously, we know how good he is. Yeah. Um, a lot of talent on that defense. And I don't want to say they made it look easy, but they ran the ball efficiently, and then Russ made the plays he needed to make and didn't put the ball in harm's way for the most part. And it, it was a convincing offensive performance. Yeah, definitely. Eric, I know it seems like every single week now, well, at least for the past four weeks, we've continued to talk about the takeaways this defense yep. has made. I feel like we're 
on a takeaway tracker now. 15 at this point. I know a lot of people kind of talked about how this defense wouldn't really be able to keep it going, but four games in now, I mean, 15 takeaways in four games, three last night versus the Browns. So, I mean, they're keeping it rolling. They are. And again, I think we talked about this last week. Some of them are maybe a little fluky, right? Um, you think of yesterday, the, you know, having the tight end lineup under center and, mm-hmm. um, Loses the, the snap there. But what's not fluky is the Broncos' ability to get to these fumbles. You see Alex Singleton diving over the top right. of the pile and pulling uh, the tight end away so he can't recover it. Mm-hmm. Um, let's the Broncos, I believe Mike Purcell got that one. Yeah. Let's him grab the football. That's effort, and, and that's controllable, and that's Definitely. something that, that isn't fluky, doesn't have to change. Um, and then I think when you play a rookie quarterback or then a young quarterback after Dorian Thompson-Robinson goes mm-hmm. out, you're going to have opportunities when you put pressure on them because they're going to make mistakes. Certainly when the Browns fall behind by, uh, by double digits there and PJ Walker has to start taking chances. Those are situations where turnovers happen. And so I do think that can be repeated in terms of, Hey, can the Broncos get out to an early lead in Houston and, and CJ Stroud's had a phenomenal rookie season and um, really has avoided making mistakes. But if he's going to make a mistake, you'd imagine it's going to be when he's trailing. So that that is a formula where put these guys in a deficit, put them behind the chains third and long. I mean, it's not like these these plays are always happening on first and first 10 and second right. and two. They're in these high-pressure situations, mm-hmm. a, a third and one, fourth and one, a third and long. You know, plays that are – it forces the offense to be a little bit more precise or just there's their pressure in that moment – and the Broncos are taking advantage. So I do think, um, you know, are going to play some good quarterbacks here coming up. C.J. Stroud, mm-hmm. Justin Herbert. Right. Um, Jared Goff has turned yeah. it over a little bit recently, yeah. but obviously he can play at a high level. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to um, see if you can keep it going. But especially this last game, they weren't flukes. I mean, um, right. you know, DTR and then P.J. Walker, they were both putting the ball in harm's way, and it's possible the Broncos could have had a couple interceptions. Um, certainly against Minnesota, we saw that, right, where – um, Josh Dobbs was maybe lucky to not get picked off a couple more times. So mm-hmm. I think it's more about this attacking style of defense, getting after the quarterback, um, having people to the ball and, and having that second person try to rip the ball out. And it's uh, it's been critical to this win streak, but I yes. do think they can keep it going. And then the other side, which is a huge part of it, too, is the Broncos have shown that they're not going to turn the ball over very much. Mm-hmm. And so Good it's point. not it's not just about getting takeaways. It's Hey, even if you win the takeaway battle two to one right. instead of four one, or um, you know, it's one thing if you get three takeaways yesterday, but you turn the ball over three times too. Now yeah. all of a sudden you don't have an advantage. It's mm-hmm. the Broncos are taking the ball away, and for the most part, the offense is not turning it over, and so Definitely. you're getting that that benefit that wouldn't be there if you're not protecting the ball too. Yeah, for sure. Eric, I know head coach Sean Payton, he talked about how impressed he's been with the offensive line and defensive line too. I want to, I know you mentioned Garrett Bowles earlier, so I want to highlight him for a second because he had a heck of a game on Sunday again, going up against Miles Garrett. Yeah, Miles Garrett, um, arguably the best pass rusher in the league, was leading the league in sacks coming in and and Mm. he got banged up during the game to be fair, but Garrett Bowles made him a non-factor. And, um, you know, I think maybe he had a couple of tackles, but for the most part, he was not a guy that... uh, that changed the game. And I think coming in, that's what you, that's what you were hoping for is mm-hmm. hey, even if he has a couple of sacks, don't let him change the outcome of the game. Yeah. Um, and he didn't even have that level of success. And I think Mike McGlinchey was the one who said it after the game that Garrett Bowles will remember this performance for a long time because he did it against one of the very best in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've, we've seen Garrett 
have success at times, struggle at times, and, and certainly right now he's playing really good football. Yes. This offensive line in general is gelling. Um, knock on wood, they've been mm-hmm. healthy. They've played together. That certainly helps. Russell's able to um, avoid pressure when he needs to. But right. then, you know, last night there were times the the touchdown to Adam Troutman, that was a long developing play. Yeah. And Russ eventually had to bail out of the pocket and, and roll right. But for a long time, he was able to just stand there and kind of survey what's going on, who's open, mm-hmm. um, look at the coverage down the field. That's a, a testament to the offensive line. Certainly when you run the ball, well um, and and defenders have to creep up it makes throwing the ball a little bit easier Um, but yeah these offensive linemen are are playing really well right now and they're a big reason why Denver is succeeding same thing on the defensive side the defensive line DJ Jones Zach Allen they've brought it the last few weeks definitely Eric looking ahead you know as we head on to the into this three game road stretch I know Texans are six and five now too as we head to Houston so give us an update on the playoff picture here yeah, well, I, I, the Broncos right now six and five, tied with Houston and yeah. Indianapolis, kind of for that final uh, wild card spot. Mm-hmm. Broncos are are not in that wild card spot, the seven seed, because of some tiebreakers right now. I, th- I think the key is just keep winning, just keep focusing on yourself. This is a big one, but um, Sean Payton's kind of said, "Hey, the focus has to be on us, and that if we don't win, it doesn't matter what other teams around the league are doing. It doesn't matter what Houston's record is. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got to win." And, and so. The Broncos have done a great job so far taking this one game at a time during this five-game stretch. They've got to continue to do that. This is a, a tough opponent, certainly, and mm-hmm. then just a tough stretch. It's rare that teams play um, three games in a row on the road. I believe the Broncos have done it just nine times in franchise history, oh, well. and it's tough to have success. I think mm-hmm. during that stretch, the Broncos have never won more than one game in a three-game road stretch. So. Oh. Um, you know, obviously, if that's how it plays out, the Broncos are, are seven and seven, probably need to win the final three. Um, but you hope if, if you take it one game at a time, you can find more success, maybe get two, maybe get all three. And um, the way the Broncos are playing right now, it's certainly not out of the question. Mm-hmm. But um, I think the focus, as Sean Payne said, you've got it. You can't waste your your mental battery on things you can't control and worrying mm-hmm. about, hey, are the are the Colts losing right now? Are the uh, you know, are the Steelers losing? You know, what, right. what's going on in this game over here? Mm-hmm. That that doesn't help. You've got to worry about putting together the best possible plan to beat the Texans, getting ready to go on the road, right. um, play one of the better young quarterbacks in NFL history, and uh, find a way to get a win. That's how you keep yourself in this playoff conversation. Yeah. Really exciting stuff, Eric. Yeah, it's a it's a big one this week. And it is. You know, a few weeks ago, we heard Sean say after that Chiefs game, we're going to play in bigger games than this. Mm-hmm. Each week you win, you get to play in another one of those big games. Yeah, meaningful games in December. We love it. Eric, appreciate you joining the show today. You got it, Sid. Well, that's going to do it for today's episode of Broncos Now. Broncos Country, thanks so much for tuning in. I'll meet you right back here on the Broncos Podcast Network and YouTube tomorrow for another episode. I'll see you all then.